Lord Jesus, you speak the truth through prophets and teachers and preachers. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you challenged us to give our lives completely over to the Father's will. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you have the power to set us free from evil, from weakness. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us. May God forgive our sins. May God bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. Faithful God, your Holy One, Jesus of Nazareth, spoke the truth with authority, and you confirmed his teaching by wondrous deeds. Through his healing presence, Drive far from us all that is unholy, so that by word and deed we may proclaim the Messiah and Lord and bear witness to your power to heal us, to save us. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in union with the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Through Moses, the Lord promises to send a prophet, a spokesperson to his people. Anyone who refuses to listen will have to answer to the Lord. A prophet who speaks falsely will die. Reading from the book of Deuteronomy, Moses spoke to the people. He said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own kin. You shall heed such a prophet. This is what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, Let me not hear the voice of the Lord my God any more, or ever again see this great fire, lest I die. Then the Lord replied to me, They are right in what they have said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own kin. I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them everything that I command him. Anyone who does not heed the words that he shall speak in my name, I myself will hold him accountable. But any prophet who speaks in the name of other gods, or who presumes to speak in my name, a word that I have not commanded him to speak, that prophet shall die. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. St. Paul is teaching that the commitment to one spouse in marriage might misdirect some of the energy a person should direct to God. What relationships or commitments interfere with your giving a total commitment to God? Coaches demand a 110% commitment to their sport. Is that even mathematically possible? A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the affairs of the Lord, how to please the Lord, 
But the married man is anxious about the affairs of the world, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. The unmarried woman and the virgin are concerned about the affairs of the Lord, so that they may be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is concerned about the affairs of the, of the world, how to please her husband. I say this for your own benefit, not to put any restraint upon you, but to pr promote good order and unhindered devotion to the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory, Glory to you, Lord. The disciples went to Capernaum. When the Sabbath came, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. They were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them with one having authority, and not as the scribes. Just then, there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent, and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing the man and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once, Jesus' fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. The story that Deacon Jack proclaimed from Mark's Gospel makes me think about the people who were in the synagogue in the middle of that disturbance, this this guy standing up and shouting out. What did that disturbance do for the time in prayer in the synagogue? And that story reminds me of a story of a disturbance that happened when I was a seminarian at my home parish in Johnstown. The background of the story, and maybe I shared with this with you once before, I'm not sure, but it was Christmas Day. Now, the background of this story is that our neighborhood, Cambria City, was a nine-block area. And in this nine-block area, there were seven Catholic churches, all founded by various ethnic groups. Our parish was the Croatian parish. There was a German parish. There were two Slovak parishes, one Roman Catholic and one uh, Greek Catholic. There was a Polish church, a Hungarian church, and the Irish church at the end of the Broad Street. And the folks that founded these parishes when they came over from Europe, besides find, founding parishes, 
they also founded social clubs. Croatian Hall was right up the street from our parish. The Slovak Band Hall, one of two Slovak clubs, was right across the street from the church. My memory of the disturbance takes place on Christmas morning. Father Clem Gardner was presiding at the 10 o'clock mass. I was up in the choir loft. And across the street from our church, the guys at the Slovak band hall were having a really good time convincing the local hobo, Railroad Joe, to go over and say hi to the priest at St. Rocha's. I mean, they got this guy liquored up. I don't think it was that hard to do because he kind of started out that way. Well, in the middle of Clem's homily, Railroad Joe staggers up the aisle. He lurches to the front of the church, right in front of where Clem is preaching, and he says, Give him hell, young fella. You're doing a good job. A hush fell over the assembly. There were pieces of hush on all of us. It was awful. But anyway, we were wondering. I was wondering from the choir loft what was going to happen. You know, we had three or four ushers. These were big, still-working guys. I was just afraid that they were going to pick Joe up and carry him out of church. Well, thank goodness, Joe turned around on his own and walked staggered out of the church. You could have heard, well, you could have heard a, you could have heard a pin drop. And then Clem taught something really, really powerful from that experience. Clem said that when we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate that God has chosen to speak to us through this human being, this Jesus, to speak his truth to us. And then Clem said, could it be that maybe today God has chosen to speak to us through Railroad Joe, to speak to us about mercy and compassion and being open to people as they are. What a powerful lesson. I'll never forget that. We all breathed a sigh of relief. The story of the guy at Capernaum, the possessed guy, doesn't say much about the effect that that guy had on the assembly, on the congregation at the synagogue in Capernaum. What it does say is how Jesus impressed those folks who were at that synagogue service. They were amazed 
at his teaching. Mark tells us they were amazed because he taught with authority and not like their scribes. Jesus in his teaching in that synagogue, Jesus whenever he taught, he spoke from his own experience of God. He didn't speak from the law and the prophets, the other traditions that they were typically used to hearing. He spoke from his own personal knowledge of God and God's will. The authority with which Jesus spoke was the authority to inspire and not the authority or the power to enforce. When Jesus spoke, his words inspired us, didn't force us to act in a certain way in accord with the law. He inspired us to live the truth of God's kingdom. Huh? kingdom of peace, harmony, justice, service. You know, we reflect on our world. We reflect on our own lives. And, and we look at all the ways that the power of evil seems to be running amok. We look at all the things that go on that, that are against the kingdom of God. And we could almost say, well, uh, Jesus, where are you? You were able to overcome the demon in Capernaum. Where are you now? It seems to me that Jesus, who had the power to dismiss that evil one, that demon, from the guy at Capernaum, He's still here with us. You know, we know him. We know him every time we baptize someone here at Good Shepherd. We anoint the person being baptized with oil. With the oil that we call the oil of exorcism. We anoint the person on the chest. And that anointing is a prayer that God would dismiss, would defend, would rid that person of any experience of evil, that God would drive evil from the person, that God would give the person the courage to stand up for the values of the kingdom. And then we anoint the person with the chrism, the Christ oil. And the Christ oil is the oil of the Spirit. We're anointed with that Spirit so that the life force of Jesus can take over our lives. All of us here were anointed with that oil, the oil of the Spirit the oil that enables us 
to live Christ's life, unencumbered, not possessed by evil. Eighteen days from now, eighteen days we begin the season of Lent. Lent is our time in the church community, our time to reflect on the gospel of Jesus and to see how we are living up to our baptisms, how faithful we've been to our baptismal commitment to be Christ's presence in the world. Eighteen days. How are we doing? What needs to change in our lives? What evil possesses us so that we can't live the values of the kingdom? What do we hear the Spirit nudging us to change so that we can be the presence of Christ in our world? We got 18 days to think about it. What needs to change? Where is God's Spirit directing us? As we share the Eucharist today, we remember that the Spirit of Jesus, we are anointed into His Spirit, the Spirit that was more powerful than the evil that possessed that guy in Capernaum. And in the Eucharist, we have God's strength the strength of Jesus to live as he lived. Witnesses to the kingdom, kingdom of justice, peace, harmony, and love. The power of Jesus is the power to inspire us. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.